Now, let's go off on a little bit of a tangent. I like those, so. <laughs> we talk here often about how uh, business and life are extremely related with each other, right? Mm-hmm. How, how does this strategy, if you will, look to life? Right? So if where you're going to build a life strategy, <laughs> life is complex like a business. It's like an elephant. Right. Right. So if you're a teenager or in your 20s and you're looking at life and trying to figure it all out, right? Are you going to build a life strategy for the big? <laughs> this is where so I'm at when 80s. I'm in my 80s and on my deathbed and looking back on my life and what I've accomplished. Is that what you're going to do? Or are you going to write a six, nine month, two year kind of right. life strategy and get out there into life and learn about things and adjust as you go? Right. That's why we keep pushing that. Right. On the Generate Your Value podcast, because they're so complementary, if you will, to each other. You know, we say with self-leadership, the best way to learn about leadership of others is through self-leadership. Well, it's the same way. Right. The best way we learn about building businesses and business plans is to learn about ourselves and our self-leadership and things that work well in our life. Hello, and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm your co-host, Andy McDowell, founder and owner of Generate Your Value providing life, leadership, and small business coaching services in the Atlanta area. And I'm Zach Levy, your other co-host. I run a nationwide financial service business with my wife, Megan. Together, Zach and I have the intention to bring you tips, concepts, ideas, suggestions, stories, and analogies from A to Z, which will help you to grow your personal brand and small business in such a way that joy, happiness, and success as you define it for yourself are achieved. We hope to use our gifts, talents, and experiences in business to generate value in your life. And with that being said, let's move to our topic for today. this week's episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. I am your co-host, Zach Levy, joined with the one and only Andy McDowell. Andy, great to see you this morning, as Great always. to see you. Great to be here on this. We've had this nice streak of great weather here in Atlanta. It's just early Blue fall. Sky. I'm waiting for the shoe to drop, though, with the Indian summer coming in. All of a sudden, we're back up in the 90 degrees for a few days before we, fall truly What do you arrives, mean? We never, we, that never happens in Georgia. No. No, you pack away your, your summer clothes and bring out the flannels. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which of the people up north are like, it's 75 degrees, you're wearing flannels? Yes, we do. You just sort of have this picture of summer up there, you know, you're rubbing the hands together like, watch this, you know, hold my beer. <laughs> Great thing is, it's a little crispy in the morning. There's yeah. college football on Saturdays. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's definitely great, so. 
Again, thank you everybody for spending your time with us this morning. It is, as we always say, the most valuable and non-renewable resource that we have. So we appreciate you spending your time with us. And Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about business plans from the standpoint of what's appropriate given where you are in your business cycle. And we touched on this a little bit in an episode last season uh, about the lack of a section in a business plan called assumptions. We're going to dive much deeper into that today. Not to make any assumptions about the show, but where's the rim shot when you need it? I don't know. We need like a sound effects keyboard. <laughs> Maybe we do need a sound effects board. But anyway. As if we're not corny enough. I mean. Yeah. So so <laughs> for f- start off the conversation, let's just assume that we've got somebody who's looking to start a business. I, for one, am a firm believer in when you're starting a business, you want to fail off- often and fail fast. And if I may add, fail forward. Yes. Fall forward. Good point. I, I think where a lot of entrepreneurs um, make mistakes is that they have this big vision of what they want the business and they feel like they've got to write a business plan that addresses the big vision, right? And so they've got to build this 20, 40, 60, 80 page document that talks about the grand vision, and they don't build in any evaluation points until they're like a year and a half, two years, three years into this grandiose big business plan, not realizing that they may literally fail four months into it. Well, a lot of times, and this is kind of an aside on that, but getting into the the the, the phases and what we're going to get into is I've seen so many new entrepreneurs, business owners, things like that have paralysis by analysis, trying Mm -hmm. to formulate a plan and they never really start moving. And so just like in life, when you're, when you're young, young, meaning teenager, you know, twenties part of your life in that phase of life, you're doing a lot of learning you're gaining a lot of experiences that helps you to formulate where do I want to go in my life? What is life really like? What do I have to do in life? All those type things. It's the exact same way in business. Your first year, two, three years of your business is a lot of learning. So why, why, do, you, <laughs> why do you want to spend all this time and possibly money in building this grand business plan for this grand vision when in six months, nine months, a year, year and a half, it's all out the window. Because you made a ton of assumptions about what you thought the path was to success in this big vision you have. And you get, you use an analogy, you're walking into the ocean and you're only ankle deep in the ocean and you're already in trouble. Another way I like to think about this, we I think I used this last time we were Speaking on the business plan last season is it's like a GPS, right? Mm -hmm. Your GPS is you sit down and you, because there's milestones, 
in any business. There's milestones in life, milestones in business that you have to reach. And how are we getting to that first milestone? You plug in your GPS, you make the, all the assumptions. What assumptions do we typically make when we're driving? Oh, traffic's going to be clear. There's not going to be a wreck. Weather's going to be good or bad, right? Mm-hmm. Just to kind of make some connections here. But then we all know it can I mean, just, We live in Atlanta, Andy. It's uh, <laughs> There's never not traffic. Right. What? It's 3 a.m. on a Tuesday. There's no traffic. Oh, there's construction and it's gridlocked. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But that GPS, right, It your route may have to change because the assumptions that you made, heck, bridge might go out. Your entire route has to change. Right. So, and it may be true that you didn't make false assumptions at the beginning. They might have held true, but we all know the world changes Life is fluid. There may be new developments in the field that you work in. Mm-hmm. And so that assumption might not any longer be true. So. Well, go back to the SWOT analysis. Those bullet items under threats may actually show up. Right. But you don't know whether they show up in year five, year three, or month three. Mm-hmm. From that perspective. So you can't make an assumption that you know exactly when it might hit. If right. it does hit. So you've got to build a um, essentially a risk management plan, which means I call them exit ramps from that GPS routing mm-hmm. that allows you to deal with the threat when it shows up, which could be at any time. Right. So that's why I'm a big proponent in your business plan should be the size of where you are on your timeline of your business, right? So right. Write a business plan that gets you through the first three to six months where a ton of learning is happening in your business, which then allows you to be very flexible and to change things in your business plan, as opposed to this 60-page document and all of a sudden, all this work you put into it and 40% or 60% or 80% of it goes in the trash because assumptions got changed. Right. And of course, this learning happened. This is not to say, because I want to make sure this doesn't get muddled in there, but it's not to say don't have the big vision, right? Mm-mm. Because we've got to start with why and the end goal in mind. You always start with the end goal in mind. Yes. But I love the saying on this, think big, act small. Act small. Right? And act one- in a way where you can fail fast and right. fail often. By failing, we mean learning a lesson. Right. Not that that means you quit the business necessarily, but you learned a lesson and you have to make that adjustment in that GPS right. path. Now, with that as well is if it doesn't work on day one, don't make the adjustment yet. You still have to give it time. So give you an example. In our business, we run in 90-day cycles, mm-hmm. right? Because that's estimated three months of time where we call a play and we run it. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't get us any first downs, what adjustments do we need to make? Right. Right? Or if we're getting stuck in the red zone, <laughs> and we're having to kick a field goal when we need a touchdown, what adjustments do we make? Well, if you have an assumption or, or an activity or an event in your business where on the first day goes against an assumption, you, you want to make sure it's not a fluke. Mm-hmm. You want to see, at least have enough time go by that you see something consistently to go... Okay, 
this is either a, a fact or a trend. Mm-hmm. It's not a fluke. And I need to start paying serious attention to this to understand what it is and do I need to make an adjustment to the business plan? Right. So what kind of what kind of assumptions do you think are kind of standard, if you will, in any kind of business plan that Well, number one, the reason business one oh one going back to that is that there is a need in the marketplace for what you do or what you produce. Yeah, that it solves a problem. Right. A, one assumption is I think there's a problem in the world that's large enough that if I provide a solution to it, I can sell my product or service and make my financial goals, whatever that might be. Right. Think assumption number two, you're going to be able to market and effectively sell that product or service. Well, even before that, I would put down my product or service solves well, the problem yeah. in a quality way. Then then I would yeah. say number three is the marketing because you've got to start informing the marketplace that you've got such product or service. Another one, my product or service is scalable. I have an ability to either hire more people or, or use more capital dollars to bring in more equipment. Right. Or whatever to be able to scale the, the business appropriately as demand increases for my product or service. Number four or five, I can't remember what number we're on. I have enough capital resources to be able to get me through six months, 12 months, 18 months of n- low or no activity in my business. Right. I think a sub point to that is if you are in production is supply cost and labor cost are going to remain constant or you have an assumption of them rising and you account for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we look at what's going on in the construction industry currently, anything to do with lumber or building supplies. I would assume <laughs> that that was not in many people's assumptions in their business plan. Probably not. Another one be would be that I have a labor pool in my area with the right skills and talents that as I need them, I can go find people to hire to help me with producing or delivering or whatever it may be, the product or service in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. I mean, these these kinds of things seem a little simplistic, but they're important. Right. Well, I feel like a lot of times we see people that get caught up in more grandiose things, right? And miss the little stuff. Well, the, the more the more quote sexier things about right. doing a business, and certainly, as we've recently talked about, looking at the revenue side, looking at dollars or euros or whatever your monetary system is, right? That's my biggest concern: is enough of that coming in, and they're not even looking at the expense side yet. Jesus, really, where we should look first. Well, you got to understand the cost of, the the cost of money to, to be in that business, period. Right. I decided to put that shingle on the front door. What does it cost? You know, from business licenses to rent to equipment or anything you need to on minute one of day one 
of being in that business. What is that expense? A lot of it might be one-time cost. Some of it may be monthly or yearly recurring cost, but do you know what that is? Right. That's where your foundation should start in terms of your business analysis for the financials. Because that's going to drive what your revenue target should be. And then you can get into the sexy stuff. Then you get into goal setting and... What marketing dollars you should be spending? Where should those marketing dollars be spent? And Right. Can I do sales on my own or do I need salespeople? Or, I mean, it really depends on what type of business you're in, but. Right. Instead of looking at that first, you need to look at what what does it take to actually start the business and turn on the light switch per se. Right. And then if you decide you are going to need salespeople, when do you start to bring them on? Yeah. What are those business levels that might trigger set events and that's right. highly dependent on what type of business you're in but when you look at your sales funnel right at the bottom of your sales funnel is where your dollars actually get generated mm-hmm. that's going to go towards those revenue goals that you have to support your profit goals and what expenses you're incurring what kind of marketing avenue do you need to have in order to have that many leads on a daily, weekly, monthly, whatever unit of time that you're looking at basis to have enough leads, knowing your conversion rate, how how many leads actually get converted into sales in your industry or for your business. And these are all things that should be in your assumptions in your Mm -hmm. six-month business plan when you start out. Because part of your learning is going to be validation of those numbers. I think I need 100 leads in a month that I'm going to have a 20% conversion rate that bottoms out as 20 paying customers at the bottom of my funnel. And do those 20 customers relate, or that's what I think I need based off of an average sales per customer number. That's once again, an assumption. That's then going to help me to hit those revenue goals, which is, if if my calculations are correct, enable me to have the profit margins that I'm looking for. All that's built into your business plan. Each one of those numbers, number of leads, conversion rate, number of sales, average cost or average revenue per customer numbers. Those are all assumptions. Until you get out there and start shaking the leaves and getting customers and understanding you know, looking at them every week, every day or every week or at least every month to say, are those numbers becoming reality or are they not? And if they're not, then you've got to go into your business plan and make adjustments to say, okay, I need more leads than I thought I did, or I need to change my sales process to get a better conversion rate of leads to sales or my average Revenue per customer, I thought was X number of dollars, and no, it's Y. Okay, so what what adjustments do you need to make there in terms of your whole sales process? Oh, by the way, my expenses are higher than I thought. Well, because they're at the very bottom and foundation, that means everything above it has to change because right. your expenses are higher. But if you're if you're writing this big sixty page 
business plan with your big vision and you're not paying attention to that stuff until you're a year and a half, two years, three years into it, guess what? You may be dead in the water before you even get close to that because you wrote this big, grandiose plan. Right. To get to the big vision. Again, start with a big vision, but chop it up into small pieces to... Like say, how do you eat an elephant? How do you, I was about to time. say that we've used that example many times. How do you yeah. eat an elephant? Well, starting a business is an elephant. A really big one. A really big one. <laughs> so instead of writing that big 60-page business plan to eat the elephant all at once, write it to go after the core small elements of the business first and dig away at the elephant. Right. Learning as you go. Now, let's go off on a little bit of a tangent. I like those, so. <laughs> we talk here often about how uh, business and life are extremely related with each other, right? Mm-hmm. How, how does this strategy, if you will, look to life? Right? So, if where you're going to build a life strategy, <laughs> life is complex like a business. It's like an elephant. Right. Right. So if you're a teenager or in your 20s and you're looking at life and trying to figure it all out, right? Are you going to build a life strategy for the big, <laughs> this is where so I'm at when 80s. I'm in my 80s and on my deathbed and looking back on my life and what I've accomplished? Is that what you're going to do? Or are you going to write a six, nine month, two year kind of right. life strategy and get out there into life and learn about things and adjust as you go? Right. That's why we keep pushing that. Right. On the Generate Your Value podcast, because they're so complementary, if you will, to each other. You know, we say with self-leadership, the best way to learn about leadership of others is through self-leadership. Well, it's the same way. Right. The best way we learn about building businesses and business plans is to learn about ourselves and our self-leadership and things that work well in our life, you can then translate over into building a business. Can you imagine the impact it would have on a person? And this is why I'm writing my book. The impact on a young person to learn things about how you could use a SWOT analysis type structure in developing a life strategy. Huge. And those type concepts we've talked on a number of episodes. If somebody young could learn those things about self-leadership and learn something about business by utilizing those kinds of tools and then decides he wants to start a business. Mm -hmm. You already have a huge leg up because you, you've used those tools on your own life. Right. And it's like, oh, I got this. I know how to do SWAT. I know how to do system of systems. I know about program management. I know about all these concepts that we've talked about through using them in a in a you know, obviously toned down more simple way in my life, but I'm familiar with this and I see how they can be very helpful in my own life. And now I want to start applying that to a business that I want to start. I mean, the learning curve is very much so shortened. Cause you get a lot of people who jump into business and it's a longer learning curve to even get started mm -hmm. because there, there wasn't any, there wasn't any real self-leadership because the thing is, we're not, I don't feel like we're ever in our 
education system or anything like that. No, we're not taught self-leadership. No, we're not, ta- we're not taught a lot of things about no. life. I mean, the day-to-day, minute-by-minute things of life in school. I mean, I, I put it this way. School teaches people to be an employee. Mm-hmm. Just to take work, process work, and be, and I hate to say it, I mean, there's a lot of people that are employees that they make a great life for their family. They're great people. So it's not a dig on anybody, but the system itself is almost designed to not really create leaders, but create processors to create workers. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of it, I mean, the basis of the system is based off, well, the parents should be teaching these things to the kids, right? So well, how many parents? How, how do you open a bank account? How do you write a check? How do you get a mortgage? How do you get a loan? How do you have a relationship? Right. How do you go get a social security card? How do you go get a driver's license? All those type, just basic things that we have to go through in life is not taught in school. Right. The the assumption is that you'll learn that at home. And it doesn't happen at home. No. A lot of times. Well, I think this is a great example in parenting and building that familiar structure is being able to. I mean, I look forward, hopefully like three, four years from now, to when to when we actually have a family, mm-hmm. right? And being able to take that and do self-SWOT analysis and reflections and setting personal goals outside of business, m- marriage goals, things like that, and look forward to the type of parenting we're going to be able to do because we'll be able to work on that self-leadership. Like you're mm-hmm. saying, it follows through and be able to raise little leaders, if you will. Right. They're going after their own passions, not right. your passions, but whatever passions they have in life. Right. We're going to accomplish our But passions. teach them to be critical right. thinkers and, like you said, self-leaders. and Right. Go after what they want in life. Right. So That's just, power- powerful stuff. It is. Hits deep, so. But what other things are there about a business plan? So we've got fail often, fail fast. Make sure you put down all of your assumptions, even if it seems like, well, that's like obvious. Well, right. Even if it's obvious, put it down. Because it may seem obvious now, but reality is it may not be obvious. Right. May not know everything. But as you're failing often, fast and forward, the fail forward part is really insinuating this, having that growth mindset through this whole process. Yes. That is so, so key to be able to call the audible, to be able to change direction and change your assumptions in those business plans. Well, to know that not every single assumption you put down is going to be reality. Right. But that every time you fall down, that it's just another learning experience, mm-hmm. just another building experience. It's not a personal reflection on you. You don't have to have it perfect. Right. Right out of the chute. Unfortunately, we live in a world in social media that so many new entrepreneurs see people that are successful. Like I say, they just see the tip of the iceberg. They don't yeah. see everything underneath. No, it's your own race. Right. 
And so they just assume, oh, I suck because my three-month plan or my six-month uh-huh. plan didn't work. Everybody's timing is different. Right. Pick yourself up and keep going. Learn a lesson. Tweak your business plan and keep going. Right. So we just leave it at that for today. Yeah. I mean, otherwise we go, it's either now or we go another hour <laughs> down a rabbit hole. <laughs> a good rabbit hole at that, but... I'm glad we talked about this today. This was this was heavy stuff and impactful, more so than oh, it's just a dry business plan, right? Because most people, I think, think. Well, I think a lot of people are searching around the internet looking for somebody's already done this. So I can just sort of copy and paste something, and we don't really put much work or thought into it themselves. It's just like, well, I can find somebody that's in the same industry that has a business plan or business thoughts out there that I can just duplicate and go right. And I think you're going to do yourself a disservice if you do. Anyway, next week we have special guests. We're going to be talking marketing, marketing, and more marketing, particularly on the social media side. So we hope you'll tune in uh, next Tuesday for that. That'll be a good hour, at least. Yeah. I don't think we're going to touch on everything we'd like to touch on in that one. It'll be a good episode. and. If we still have a lot left on the table, we'll invite him back for a second conversation. Anyway, we hope you have a a great week, a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in, following Zach and I on our podcast journey, trying to generate value in the world. And as always, if you'll do us a favor, help us generate more value, hit that uh, subscribe button and follow us. I don't like subscribe, but that's what it is. Well, it's the industry norm. Yeah. Even though we feel differently. Right. But again, follow us on this journey we're on so that we can help generate more value and give us a share. If you know, if this hits your heart about somebody that could really use this, send them a link and have them follow and subscribe so that they can tune back in and continue to generate more value. But who knows? That might be the interesting subject that they get into the first episode, but then they go back and look at the, I don't know, 25, 30, 40 episodes we've done and go, Oh, wow. There's a subject I'm interested in. I can't tell you how many podcasts I've done that with. Yeah. To have that initial hook of a conversation on that one episode and then find out all these other episodes that sort of bypassed because they didn't know this podcast existed. And wow, I've got four or five here that really hit home on things right. I'd like to learn or have a discussion with, with colleagues or share with colleagues and then have a discussion, whatever it mm-hmm. might be. But that's why... We put it out there and then we don't erase it. Right. To, to have it as a long-lasting existing resource for people out there. Because starting the business or being in the business follows on a timeline. It's not, we have to have a business plan episode this week because everybody's starting their business this week. No. <laughs> you know, one, two, we start their go. business in two years from now, but yet one of our episodes we're doing now really really hits home so that's why they're always out there for you as a resource anyway so again thank you for spending your time with us this week Mm -hmm. and go generate some value in this world and we'll see you hear us whatever right here next week same time thanks and take care Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. If you find our conversations to be useful in your life, 
I invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode. You can find me online on Instagram at The Fitzpreneur, Facebook, and LinkedIn. For information on my coaching services, if you're in the Atlanta area, go to www.generateyourvalue.com. You can also find me and my company on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search for Generate Your Value on those platforms. Once again, thanks for joining us for today's podcast, and we invite you to generate your value in this world.